Welcome to the Awakening Podcast and the episode that I'm about to play was actually on the Meditation Podcast but I believe that the topic was so good and relevant that it's suited for the Awakening Podcast as well so I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Meditation Podcast. You can find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. We've got all different types of meditation so be sure to check all the episodes. Today my guest is a spiritual ninja, as you can see from our T-shirt. Please welcome Janelle Krista. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here with you, Roy. So I understand why a spiritual ninja, because you are doing a lot of things. And I think I wouldn't do justice by actually saying what they are. So perhaps you can tell the audience who you are. Uh, sure. So um, my name is Janelle, and I uh, wear a lot of hats. I'm an actor and a writer and a producer and an author um, and a creator, but it's all really under the umbrella of consciousness and expanding your consciousness and awakening um, and improving yourself to be a, a better person that is, a, you know, a spiritual ninja. <laughs> right. Good. And like, when was your awakening? Because I know that you 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 basically went through a transformation. So you might just tell. So tell people what what actually happened and when when that was. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it's ongoing and it's continuing, and I think that as life unfolds, uh, awakening continues to unfold. But um, I had a pretty crazy and wild childhood or adolescence, mostly, and um, went through a lot of really awful traumatic things. And uh, when I was a teenager, I got really into drugs and uh, alcohol and was getting in a lot of trouble and getting you know, put in cop cars. And I didn't really have the tools or anyone around me that could provide tools or techniques to look at what I was acting out, why I was acting out in such a big way and like so many people do whether you're an adolescent or a child or an adult and so I didn't really know how to deal with all of that stuff um, and it continued to get worse and worse and worse and I went through a major decline and I was diagnosed with a laundry list of mental illnesses including bipolar disorder and oppositional defiant disorder and PTSD and anxiety and and all of these different things um, and when I was 21, I finally got clean from drugs. I'd been clean for about two weeks and I got pregnant with my daughter totally unexpectedly. And I had now a reason that I really wanted to improve myself because I wanted her to have a different life than what I had had. And so I, at that point at 21 years old, thought, okay, I'm going to focus all of my life and my commitment and dedication toward being a better person. So at that time, that meant making a lot of money and being successful, having the white picket fence and you know buying a house for her and doing all of these things. So I went down that path for a while, but found that even though I was making a lot of money at a very young age, I was really unhappy because I'd never still dealt with all of this other stuff. So, um, in my early 20s uh, or late 20s, actually, uh, I was dealing with a lot of health crises because everything had become so internalized. It was making me sick and ill and I wasn't getting the answers I needed from Western medicine, which now I believe is just the most corrupt system in the whole world. 
Um, I agree. <laughs> and, and truly that's actually what drove me into more alternative health and healing and ways of healing. And so in that way, it was a gift um, because I started exploring all different worlds that I had never been exposed to before. And I started having this tremendous, huge awakening to a really greater reality. And I started to realize that I'd been living in an artificial reality that was not real. It really wasn't real. And I started to dive into really understanding love and self-love and what that meant. And so that continues to unfold. And I think it will continue to always unfold as we learn how to love ourselves on a deeper, more profound and real way. Beautiful. Yeah. And like, I mean, you've mentioned about the, um, the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, obviously, if you got diagnosed with the, these things at the start, they were probably trying to pump you with all these, uh, you know, medication for life. That's what they like to have. They like to have a patient for life. So you, you've managed to actually break the chain on that and go down the natural route. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's amazing now on the other side of it. Just it breaks my heart actually thinking about these little children on all of these drugs. I mean, I got put on Prozac, I think, when I was 12 because I was having suicidal thoughts and I was hurting myself. And instead of really going, why is this child, why is this child doing this? What's going on? What's the root of this? It was like, oh, let's just medicate her, let's just drug her. And um, that is the story of so many people and so many uh, children across our entire world and especially in America. It's just give you a pill for this and then give you a pill for all the side effects and then give you another pill. And then, you know, it's just this ongoing thing to yes, keep you a patient. And so I really have wanted to dedicate so much of my life to exposing um, alternative ways so people don't have to spend their whole adolescence and 20s and 30s in the darkness um, and can really start to learn these other ways to heal yourselves because I do believe that we have everything inside of us to heal ourselves we are embedded with with all of that ability inside of us and so when we learn how to access that um, we can have true freedom absolutely and I think I mean look because I kind of grew up, you know, I had some back problems and everything, you know, grew up thinking, yeah, they've got your best interest at heart. And when you take any medication, it's just, I think your whole thought process and everything, your creativity, it just, it puts you down. So once you can break the chain from that, you just, it's freedom. And, you know, to, to try to spread that message, you know, it, it's beautiful, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's important because we are so conditioned and brainwashed otherwise, you know, I... A, a little story that happened when I was in that phase of trying to be perfect for my daughter and buy the house and, and have the car and have all the money in the bank. The other thing I had going on was like this image identity thing. I needed to look perfect. And so in that, I uh, was 22 years old. I went and, and got a surgery. I had plastic surgery done. I got breast implants put in. And um, it was crazy because I immediately got sick. I actually got a horrible infection. I had to have like four surgeries. Um, but I, that was really a big part of this huge health crisis that I had in my twenties 
And I kept going to all these doctors, doctor after doctor after doctor, and saying, I think it's the breast implants. And they would say, no, 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 that's an internet disease. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, they're perfectly safe. This is a perfectly safe thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm going, okay, okay, all right, I'm, I'm listening to you, I'm believing you. And I realized years and years later that, of course, it wasn't an internet disease. <laughs> And it, they were making me really, really sick on a systemic level. And I got them removed. And what do you know, I was suddenly almost the next day, even as I was recovering from surgery, feeling better because I had these poisonous things outside of my body. So I started telling everyone I knew. And now I have a big list of friends that have all gone and got theirs removed. But it's just this whole world that we're, that we're in. <laughs> that is is just not true you know we how when you actually think about it of course putting a bunch of poison in your body is going to be bad for you <laughs> when you look yeah. at the ingredient list on breast implants of course they're terrible i mean there's carcinogens and it's right next to your heart and your lungs and all of your major organs of course that's not going to be okay but then you have all these people in lab coats telling you that oh no it's it's fine it's safe there's you know it's just a natural occurring ingredient that's can be found in the earth and that's just not really true <laughs> that's not the case at all whatsoever and when you start to look at these things you realize all of it is just lies i mean <laughs> i don't know if it's really i i, I have you know an idealistic heart and so i don't want to believe that it's this maniacal awful thing to hurt people but i do believe above all else that uh when you don't resolve emotions um, you start to, you know, I think of CEOs and these people are running off of greed, really, and you don't resolve the greed, then you start to create products that don't have safety testing, that don't have um, everything that they need to, to keep people safe. And it's just based off of greed and money. And so it's at the expense of all of these people. Exactly. And I had a, a guest on recently, Ginger King, who makes a lip balm. And she was saying the cosmetic industry is self-regulated in America. And they had something like only 10 products banned and something like 15,000 in Europe. But when you say it's self-regulated and like I, I always question because when you realize that the system is corrupt and you learn about the doctors, that the doctors aren't actually learning anything natural I wonder, are they, have they just been brainwashed for the seven, eight, nine years that they actually believe in what they're telling you? Because yeah. I find it hard to, because it's strange that there's so many people now realize a lot of things and they will tell you straight to your face, no, you're wrong. When, you know, the research has proven there's so many toxins that they're given to you. So I, yeah. I just tell people, be aware, you have to look after numero uno, which is yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. It's so true because um, I do believe that doctors go into um, the field of, of medicine to help and to heal people, right? And so they do go in with that intention. I do believe that. And um, I don't think they're wanting to hurt anyone. But I think at a certain point, you have to acknowledge that maybe what you're doing is hurting people. And that's really hard. 
for people to do, especially when they went in with a good intention. And so they will fight you and fight you and fight you because they would, if they admit like, oh my God, maybe women are getting sick from breast implants, or maybe this Ritalin is turning into a meth addiction later on in life for, for adolescents or for adults, or maybe this vaccine is causing encephalitis, which is creating bipolar disorder later on in life. I mean, that's a lot of responsibility that they didn't want to have, right? They, they really did, I believe, come in to help people and to have to admit that maybe it's hurting people. That's a huge, massive awakening. And I hope that it doesn't have to get so ugly that is, I mean, I think it already has. So there's so many illnesses and chronic illnesses and sickness, and we're living in almost like a mentally ill state. Um, it's just become obvious. Like Khalil Gibran, who's one of my favorite writers of all time, he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, the obvious is that which cannot be seen until someone explains it simply. And it's, it's like, wow, look at what is right in front of us. There's right in front of us that you look at the list, the huge giant lists of ingredients and, and um, contraindications on all these inserts for medications and vaccines and surgeries and all of these different things. And it's so obvious, it's right there in front of us. Of course, it's not good to put these things in our bodies, right? But it's, we've just become so conditioned to believe that it's normal, it's not. We're so far away from nature. We are so far away from nature that, of course, it's, it's not going to be serving us or helping us. You know, we're trying to dominate nature. And, and that's, that, that's not the way to healing. It's a partnership with nature. Absolutely. I mean, all the plants and crops that are available, most of them can actually heal you, but because they can't patent them, they, you know, they kind of hide all that and they, they just, it's all about the patents and it's, it's going on for about a hundred years, the way that they've orchestrated all of this. So, so you're, you're after getting into spirituality. So like the meditation and the yoga, how did it kind of, I mean, obviously, with the, you know, when you realize that you are having a child and everything, because that's you know, that's beautiful. I've got children myself. It's a fantastic feeling, and you know, does not it does nothing. You don't know it till you hold your own child. The amount of love that you you didn't think it was possible, but like, so was the switch kind of happening during that time that you started getting into the, the spirituality? Yeah, absolutely. So I started. Um, you know, veering away from Western medicine and started becoming more exposed to natural healing. And it did start with, with food and things like that. And I'd always been interested in the mystical and I have a very big imagination and I always have. And so, um, you know, mysticism was always very interesting for me. And so during that time, I started really diving into spirituality and what spirituality meant to me. I grew up in Utah, which is a um, really, really LDS state. Everything is, um, you know, is, it's just very, very LDS. And so I, I grew up- I, I don't know what LDS is, so maybe okay. someone- <laughs> so, um, Do you know what a Mormon is? Oh, the Mormons, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I, yes. No, I heard of Utah is a lot, of, a lot of Mormons in the Utah. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, so it's a very, very religious state and I was very turned off by religion, I think, because of that. And so I, in that way, had kind of turned off from spirituality because I thought, well, if that is spirituality, I want nothing to do with that. Um, but in my 20s, I really started to go, well, what does spirituality mean to me outside of religion? 
Um, because religion, although I believe it probably started with very good intentions, just like Western medicine, um, I believe a lot of people got in there and used it as a way to control and dominate and make money and um, have a false sense of, of power. And so uh, I really didn't like that, but I started really looking into the more ancient teachings around spirituality, the ones that have been passed down for forever. Uh, and I started looking into other traditions like um, different types of healing, like Hawaiian shamanism healing and native healing and um, Reiki and different things like that. And I started having really beautiful, tremendous results from it. And I started working with some spiritual teachers and one in particular, he um, talked about how emotions are really the root of all disease and illness. And since I'd been dealing with a lot of illness um, and mental illness symptoms or whatever, I was inspired by that. And so I spent probably a decade really going into researching emotions and how they create illness and how they get stuffed in our bodies and how they are uh, you know, basically a communicators from our higher self or our soul or however you want to look at it. Um, and when we learn to harmonize them, we can really create these beautiful realities and get more in touch with what spirituality really is, which I believe is connection. And so there's no religious dogma on that. Like I, I'm happy if God is a man or a woman or a swan or an elephant to you, you know, like whatever, whatever that means to you is fine with me. I think it's all individual and it, um, and that's what makes it so beautiful, but really it's just a feeling of being really, really connected. So I actually, uh, during all of this, I, I had launched this career because I was doing all of this spiritual work and people were coming to me for advice and, and healing. And I was doing all these classes and I started doing um, energy healing and uh, helping people find emotions that were stuffed in their bodies. And I spent a long time creating this system called the Harmony Keys, which is basically teaching people how to find emotions that are stuffed in their body, what they're trying to say, what block they're creating, and how to release them. And um, and that's really what kind of started the whole spiritual ninja movement and community, which was um, you know how to feel protected, connected, how to really tap into yourself as a sovereign human being that has all the resources inside of you to heal yourself and to improve yourself and to uh, shift paradigms and break cycles. And, um, you know, that's really what I'm still doing today is helping people do that. And, uh, and it's really, really fun. I really enjoy it. And uh, it's really great to witness and watch people kind of wake up and, and start to turn the light on in their own lives and take their power back from institutions or, or governments or relationships or jobs or whatever that they've given it to. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, just going back on the religion, because, you know, I grew up in Ireland and went to a Christian brother school. And, you know, I, I started questioning it at an early age and just looking at everything. And when you just start researching, like religion, like if you start researching medicine, the pharmaceutical industry, you see that the whole lot was replicated. I mean, there was a case of, you know, like the Mary and the Jesus and all that that has been done about 37 times. 
And when you see that and you go, okay, we've been fed a lie all through it. And then if you look at even like Scientology, your man Hubbard decided I'm going to make a religion and people are following that and paying money into it. So I, I think it's more, you know, I never judge anyone, like anybody, whatever religion they are, I have no problem. And once they're good, once they're decent to people, they look after people and they don't try to ram it down my throat. Cause unfortunately regarding religion, people tend to make you want to, it's like the tablet, you have to take this tablet. And when you can just, I, I think, you know, similar to yourself, like you just be good and you just feel it. And, you know, you don't have to have anything like that, but not to be judging either. And every day becomes better when you kind of, I don't know, I think it's like taking off a veil that you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. It is, you know, it really is. And so I do think maybe at once upon a time, religions did start out great. And I do think that you even now can find truth and healing in religion, but it needs to really be personal right like it really it needs to be um without all the rules and the dogma you need to find those truths yourself in order to really be able to be free and connected and and have fun (laughs) plus you know because we see all these miracles i believe it's actually you yourself are creating these because they've even you know like even say with operations they pretend to somebody that they were doing knee operations they done a placebo and they just had the holes drilled and they got better results and i you know so if you're going in whatever you believe in but if you're going in there and you're using your mind and you fully are convinced that this is so we are capable of so much more than you know we think you know it's just being quashed down constantly Yeah, right. It is. And so getting in touch with that. But, you know, we're also told from birth that there's something wrong with us or that um, that we, uh, you know, we don't have our we're not our own personal person. Right. Like we're from the moment we're born at the hospital, we are just passed around like an object to different people. And, you know, across America and a lot of places in the world, like little boys are just immediately circumcised and given a bunch of shots. And like, you know, so there's no permission that's (laughs) that's being given or provided there. And so how how are we going to walk through life if these are our first imprints, you know, and so it's like really going back to very, very, our little babies and our little children and and providing them a space where they're taught something totally different than what we've been taught, um, which is, is, you know, consent and permission and boundaries. And you are an individual, you know, you are a person and a human and you're sovereign and you have your own authority and your own individuality. And even as your parent, I don't own you, you know, like, <laughs> and it really is, I think, I think that if we started to shift that mindset in even just a generation, we could have a totally different world, right? Like completely different world. And it would be pretty magical to be able to see that. So Absolutely. the better we treat ourselves, the more we can, we can know how to treat other people, right? Like it really does come back to that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So can you delve a bit further into the meditation that you've created the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have, um, a, I really believe in the power of meditation and particularly of guided meditation. Um, so I have a few processes that I take people through uh, and they, they all vary, but 
I have a, a course that is available totally for free that's on my website um, that people can go to that kind of gives a little glimpse. There's like three different meditations on it um, that I put out for free because just recently one of my best friends in February, um, he's been my mentor for years and a very, very dear friend. He uh, he's a he was a cowboy uh, or a farmer, not really a cowboy, but a farmer from Arkansas. And um, he thought that all my, he's known me through all my different stages. And so he thought this spiritual stage was interesting, but kind of a little woo woo and weird. And, um, <laughs> and he kind of teased me very lovingly about it, but uh, was very supportive. Um, and a couple of years ago, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And so uh, I spent a lot of time with him um, during his dying process, actually guiding him through meditation. And um, it was really sweet because it was very open to it because you know, if you've ever been around someone that is going through, I think it's actually similar to a, a baby in a way. It's like they're kind of in and out of, of reality. They're so close to uh, to where they've just come from. <laughs> and so uh, it, it felt very much like being with a new baby. Um, and he was kind of in and out of reality and really open to going through these processes with me. And so um, one of the processes that I took him through that I love to take people through in general is um is a process which anyone can really do but you know if they want it's totally free on my website I put it available on there because after i put him through this process he opened his eyes and he just looked around and he was like you could just feel this sense of freedom inside of him that he hadn't had before and he said oh i wish i would have done that sooner so i knew i needed to make it all available for free for people because um, it is so potent and powerful meditation and, and guided meditation and visualization and hypnosis are just some of the most remarkable things that we can do because it actually puts us into a more real state. I think children are actually in that state a lot of the time. That's why they can see lava on the floor or fairies in the sky, you know, or, or they can fly like Superman because they're in that really trancey hypnotic like state. And so, um, Anyways, this one process that I love to put people through, um, it's uh, basically going into a trance state and going into a room and this room or this house is filled with all of your memorabilia from your whole life and all the different things that make you who you are. And you look in a mirror and you have your work clothes on or whatever it is that identifies you as, as this person that you supposedly are. And you have your whole family there and all your awards and all the different things that symbolize you. And slowly through this process, I, I start to take those things away in a very gentle way, but just start to pull them away, pull them away until finally everything is empty in the house and you're standing in front of the mirror. And um, then, you know, your tattoos go away if you have them, your hair color, you know, dye goes away, your earrings, uh, your clothes, eventually you're just naked. And then finally the body goes away, the mirror goes away everything goes away and you are just there meeting yourself your true self and your essence that part of you that is still there even absent of everything else and i've learned that by taking people through that process it really helps to awaken them to their greater consciousness and and kind of that consistent essence of who they are. So um, that's one of the processes that I really like to take people through that I think is really, really 
helpful. Um, but especially if you're you're going through a dying process, you know, it's like everybody should go through that process in advance to be able to be able to trust and lean into who they are and as they go into the unknown. And I mean, for me, because uh, I, I kind of lost everything at one stage, I went through, you know, instead of making a lot of money, I went the opposite way and I was personally labeled. So I'd done a guided meditation. I think it helped me a lot where, you know, there was forgiveness, given forgiveness and also gratitude, what you actually appreciate because, you know, you attract it. And most of the time we chug through life without even thinking of these things or try to in your head plan, where do I want to be in three years? Plan your day. What, what do I want to try to achieve today? Instead of just getting up and chugging through life, looking at your phone and what you just said is beautiful, you know, especially somebody going through a transition, you know, they know that they're going to pass. But if you can give them the freedom and just I mean, I've gone through 10 plus people, you know, I've been close to people, you know, even the last one was my grandmother about five years ago. It's actually t today because my mom had phoned me to tell me that they, she was going out to the grave for her five year anniversary. And I just remember just sitting with her every day. I was lucky that I was an entrepreneur that I could take, you know, over a month and just go back to Ireland and spend time with her. But it is, it's it's strange, but there's, it's a sadness, but there's also something beautiful about it. And I think when you realize we're all connected and everything is connected, you accept it a lot more. Instead of going by the belief system that was pushed on us from a very young age, once you can remove that, you, you look at life totally different. Totally different. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that honestly, that should be one of our biggest goals in life is to lift off all the different uh, belief systems that have been pushed on us and that we've been indoctrinated with and that, uh, you know, the paradigms that we have been placed within that really have nothing to do with us. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's really funny. There's this little story about this family who uh, she, this woman got married and she's preparing her Thanksgiving turkey and for the first time on her own in her own family. And she's cutting the turkey as she's about to put it in the oven and she cuts the top off and she cuts the bottom off. And her husband goes, well, why are you doing that? And she says, well, I don't know. That's just that's what my mom always did. And so he goes, well, why? And she said, I, I don't know. I've never thought about why, because my mom always did it. So she goes to her mom and she asks her mom, well, why did you do this? And she says, well, I don't know. Grandma always did it. So I always did it. And so she's like, I never thought about why. So the woman goes to her grandma and she says, grandma, why do you always cut the ends off of the turkey? And she said, oh, well, because my oven was so small that it wouldn't fit otherwise. <laughs> and so it's just like these things that we do totally unconsciously without thinking about it and without asking why. So I think why is one of the most important questions that we can ask ourselves in life is like, why am I doing this? And really uncovering the root reason of why am I doing this? Cause this is what I was taught or I, I learned or I absorbed or I, you know, like just took on as my own and it has nothing to do with me and it's just wasting Turkey. <laughs> you know. <Exactly. laughs> But I think with children, we look at children like my my, uh, my youngest son, he's uh, he's six, he'd be seven at the end of the year. And I, I just love how they look at the world. You know, they just 
they're living in the moment they're just totally present and yeah. we kind of lose that and like i was in the car the other day with him and uh, i said uh, bringing him to school i says why did why did the chicken cross the road and he says i didn't see any chicken and i said no no it was on the telly and then he, you know what he says because there's people who cares <laughs> i thought <laughs> You know, that is the right answer. A child will give you the right answer. You know, to... <laughs> right. I know. A child will out of the mouth of a babe. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I know you've uh, written uh, like two books. So you, you, the book, uh, the spiritual ninja, is it the first one that you've. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual ninja is um, it, it's actually really exciting because it took on a whole movement of its own. It's been really fun to get so many messages from just different people across the world um, that have read it. And it's a really practical and very simple book. Um, it's really written for any sensitive person or any empath or, or anyone that's going through kind of a, an awakening process um, because it can feel very overwhelming. And um, especially in a world that is very cruel um, I mean, I like to see the glasses as half full, but the the world there's a lot of darkness in this in this world, and it's it's can be very very overwhelming, um, and it can also be a little numbing and cathartic at the same time, and so I wanted to create a book that could help people and give really simple practical tools that were taken from the the ancients, you know, the the shamans and the masters and the teachers and and kind of bring them into the modern world um, and teach people about how, you know, say like you, you, you're you get on your phone and you're scrolling through your Facebook feed innocently and something pops up that's a news article that's really overwhelming and your body and your unconscious mind consumes all of that information. And if you don't know how to handle it, you know, it gets stuffed in your body. And so I wanted to give a really practical toolkit for people. Um, and the book is, you know, also has the spiritual ninja course, which has like 20 meditations or something like that in it to help people learn how to um, use their empathy as a gift and become more aware of it and hold boundaries and feel protected and connected even when the world is falling apart around you, which was kind of perfect timing because I put it out the first week of March, which is when we all went into lockdown. <laughs> from a business standpoint, that was like so terrible of an idea, but it actually worked out because it, um, you know, it ended up being what people needed in the moment. So that's what Spiritual Ninja is. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And then the Harmony Keys is a book uh, that really gets into all the emotions and the biology and how emotions get stuffed in our bodies and how to release them. And it's kind of an interesting book because it's kind of like half physics and science and biology and physiology and then half spirituality and unseen, unconscious and conscious and energy fields and energy centers and all of these things and kind of ends up with this system that you can um, use on yourself to release these emotions. So um, those are the two books I have out now. I have a few more books coming out um, next year. I've kind of spent a lot of time writing over the last little while <laughs> while we've had a lot of time indoors by ourselves. So um, yeah. Oh, that's good. And like I like I I don't think people realize it because when something negative happens, it's like the memory of pain poisons us. You know, we just hold it. If you can get over that, 
like yeah. I think you're bulletproof. You just, I mean, I get not like those things happen, but it doesn't knock you that you stay down. It doesn't mean that you can just let it. You take it and then you acknowledge it, and then you can just go move off. No, you're so right. It is all about the acknowledgement. I mean, that's the key because we just were conditioned to just kind of stuff things down or ignore and dissociate or whatever. And really, when you can acknowledge it, I mean, that's all we really need to do. But we we haven't ever been taught that to slow down and acknowledge and recognize and then forgive ourselves or, or whomever, you know. <laughs> I look forward to the day that they'll have your books in schools instead of <laughs> what they're trying to, you know, ram down people's throats because that's what we need. I mean, at the end of the day, you come out life, you get slapped into the face with, with life and people don't know how to react. And you're, you're, everybody has got, you know, you're going to have issues through life. There's nothing that's straight. You know, it's a roller coaster ride. And why we can't be trained up, but it, it can change. There's a shift happening. I definitely, you know, there's an awakening happening, you know, not as much as I would like, you know, because I'm kind of shocked that some people still, you know, let's say asleep, you know, but just, you know, slowly there's, there's more and more people. You've probably noticed that over the last six, eight months. For as sure. Well. Yeah, no, it's been very, very interesting. I'm like at a, a restaurant and I hear people next to me talking about stuff that I used to have to whisper about, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't come out of hiding now, I guess. Exactly. Because, you know, there was times that people were afraid. And that's something that, you know, I I, can't, I think you have to express yourself. Because if you're afraid, because sometimes people say, don't be, don't be writing about that. Don't be saying that. But if you're doing that, you're not being your true self. Yeah, if right. you know something and you believe it doesn't matter if there's 99% think you're nuts and they think you're wrong because eventually they'll go oh Roy was right or oh Janelle was right that's the you know people just kind of go oh and then when you tell them something else they'll really listen mm -hmm. yeah right exactly I mean it's been interesting people that thought I was absolutely crazy including members of my family over the last few months have been reaching out to me like uh, hey can you give me a little information on this you know like hey <laughs> it's happening exactly and uh, like with say the plant did you ever try like say ayahuasca or any of these uh, things uh, i have yes uh plant medicine psychedelics has been a, a tremendous tremendous part of of my journey and i think that um i hope that in the future it will be more of you know the mainstream you know more available to the mainstream and in healthy ways right um because it, it, it's kind of like a hack, right? It helps Absolutely. you hack in much, much faster. And even people that are um, very dense, uh, it, it, can, it can create breakthroughs in ways that other things could take years and years and years. So I think that it's very, very helpful. Um, and I'm a big proponent. I do think you can get to those same states with meditation and, and trance and, and different forms of and breath work. Uh, I've, se I've seen people with breath work as well get into, and yes. like I've experienced yeah. beautiful, you know, visualizations with different types of breath work. You know, mm -hmm. it's incredible. But, you know, yeah. once you've got, you know, you say the shaman or the right person that's actually teaching it and in a safe environment, I think everybody should try it because instead of going down the other road, where you're believing everything you're told why not just try these things you know that you're not going to get like you don't see people hurting themselves you know they, normally people they start thinking back to some childhood memory that has caused the pain that they've experienced and once they acknowledge it 
they're able to actually accept it and move on. Their life can change in just one evening. Yeah, no, it's remarkable. I mean, it's absolutely remarkable. And the thing is with psychedelics is you, you really can, you can, I mean, you can do them more than once, but even just doing them one time will create a new reference point and an association in your brain. So then next time you do meditation or hypnosis or, or whatever, it, it can be a lot faster because you have this reference point of something that is possible. So, you know, I think in a, in a safe way and with a, a, a guide instructing you or helping you, it can be tremendous, absolutely tremendous. It's been wonderful speaking to you. I, I assume we can get some of the meditations for the podcast from our listeners because I know I'm intrigued by it and I definitely want to, to listen to that so we can. Yeah, absolutely. I'll send, I'll send them over to you so you can share them for sure. Perfect. And uh, your website and everything. How I, I mean, I'll obviously put everything on the descriptions, but you might just tell yeah, people where's yeah. the best place to get you. Um, so I love when I do a podcast and people go to my website and send me messages. It's always really fun to kind of hear what they took away from it. And then I can share it with people. Um, but that's JanelleKrista.com, just my name, J-A-N-E-L-L-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A.com. And I'm on Instagram, um, trying to get better at, at posting there more regularly. Um, and, uh, um, I feel like, oh yeah. And all my courses, everything, everything's on my website. I mean, people can find me there. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's been wonderful speaking with you. You too. Thank you so much for having me, Roy. So that's all for the meditation podcast. You'll find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. We also have three other podcasts, the speaking podcast, the learn Polish podcast and the awakening podcast. And all can be found on roycolin.com. Until next week. Take care. There's a t-